Welcome to the Overcomer Podcast, the podcast that takes you inside the Word of God and reminds you that if you're in Christ, you are an overcomer. We are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. So just sit back, relax, grab your Bible, and join me. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Overcomer Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be offering some help and encouragement from the scriptures. I hope you'll stay tuned. Hello, Overcomer Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Gilreth. I hope that you've had a great week this week. Recording this on Monday, uh, January the 11th of 2021 and so this episode will air on friday so i hope that you've had a great week this week and uh given the way things have been going you never know anymore (laughs) what's going to happen during this week i don't have a clue uh what's going to happen this week but i hope and pray that you've had a good week and i tell you what this episode finds you in a crazy place our country has completely gone crazy this country and this world um has just lost their minds i wish that i could tell you that things are going to get better i wish i could tell you that you know everything's just hunky-dory and everything's going to be fine Um, but i believe the closer we get to the return of the lord things are going to progressively get worse and worse but i want to offer you some help i want to offer you some hope and some encouragement from the scriptures today. And that's exactly what this podcast is all about. You know, I I could offer you my uh, political stance. I could offer you my political opinion. uh, But that's not what this podcast is about. And if you're friends with me on Facebook, uh, then you know exactly where I stand uh, on the situation in D.C., uh, everything going on in the political world, uh, and all the things going on in our country. And I could go on a a big, long rant about everything that's going on, but I'm choosing not to uh, for this podcast. This podcast is about the scriptures, you know, and the the foundation of the Overcomer podcast is we are overcomers. I hope that you realize that Uh, if you are in Christ, that's my motto. If you are in Christ, you are an overcomer. If you're saved by the grace of God, then you are an overcomer. I am an overcomer. And Romans 8, 37 uh, is where I I get this motto from. You know, the Bible says that in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And that phrase, more than conquerors, it just simply means that we're we're overabounding in victory we are we've routed the enemy um imagine a a football game where one team just blows out the other team okay that that's the idea of being more than conquerors jesus christ has defeated the enemy he has defeated satan jesus christ has defeated death hell and the grave and we are in him those of us who are saved We are in Christ because Christ overcame. We overcome 
The Bible said, this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And who is he that overcomes except he that believes in the Lord Jesus Christ? And so I want you to be encouraged that if you are in Jesus Christ, that you are an overcomer. And the basis of this podcast in every single episode, I know that, you know, we've talked about some pretty controversial stuff. My last episode was about the Ravi Zacharias scandal. I mean, there are times to address, you know, controversial issues and topics. But I want you to know that if you're in Christ, you are an overcomer. You know, we look around at everything going on. And, and folks, I'm going to go ahead and confess to you, I've been guilty of this. You know, we look around at everything that's going on, and we get down and out, and we get discouraged. And I, I'll admit to you, when I first heard the news of what happened in D.C., my heart broke. I'm talking just the weightiness of the situation. You know, and it's like the more that I, I found out about what was going on, just the heavier that burden became, and I and I'll go ahead and say I am burdened for the for this country. It breaks my heart to see everything that's going on. But I want to offer some help, and I want us to go to the Word, and I want to give you some help and some encouragement because that's what this podcast is about. It's about sola scriptura. It's about Scripture alone. And so I want us to go to the scriptures and I want to offer you some, I want to give you just a few thoughts from John chapter 14. And if you have your Bible close by, and I hope that you do, I want you to turn with me to John chapter 14 and I'm going to begin reading in verse number one, John chapter 14 and verse number one. Now these are the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have a red letter edition Bible, then you're going to notice that these words are written in red. So these words came directly from the mouth of the Lord Jesus Christ. In John chapter 14, in verse 1, now this is the Lord Jesus Christ speaking to his disciples, and I'll give you the context of these scriptures in just a moment, but I want us to read these verses in John 14. Beginning in verse 1, Jesus says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whether I go, you know, and the way, you know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now I want to skip down to verse number 27. John 14 and verse 27. Jesus is still speaking. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, and neither let it be afraid. 
the phrase that sticks out to me the most, and I really thought about, you know, in light of everything that's going on in our culture and our society today, you know, in the midst of coronavirus, in the midst of the 2020 elections, the Senate runoff that we had here in the state of Georgia, um, the pandemic, um, the situation just globally, how the world has gone crazy, and then the situation that happened in D.C. with the riots. And, you know, there's a lot of fear right now. People are afraid. And, you know, and I keep hearing all these rumors about you know, what's going to happen next? And, you know, I had those thoughts after I heard about what happened in D.C., you know, what's going to happen next? You know, the aftermath of the elections, the aftermath of the riots. What's going to happen next? What is America going to look like two years from now? What's it going to look like four years from now? I wish I had those answers. I don't. What's the world going to look like 10 years from now? You know, how is the the pandemic, you know, how is that going to shake out? What's the economy going to look like? People are generally afraid. You know, there's rumor about martial law. There's just all kinds of different things. And there's a whole lot of just fear. If there's one word that, can be used to describe the shape that our nation is in right now. And I know this podcast, it goes out to the whole world, you know, through all the different uh, platforms. I'm speaking as an American, as a Christian living in the United States of America. I'm predominantly talking to fellow Americans, But this could be applied globally because, I mean, the shape of the world is not that great either. But there's just, there's a whole lot of fear right now. Everybody's afraid. They're afraid about the economy. They're afraid about the government. People are afraid about losing their rights. They're afraid about socialism. They're afraid about all different kinds of things, you know, There's just so much fear. There's so much anxiety. And so I got to thinking and praying, you know, what scripture best fits the situation we're going through? And I got to thinking a lot about fear. I I got to thinking about anxiety. And I thought about John chapter 14. And this is the bulk of where I want to be. In today's episode, John chapter 14 and verse 1, this is actually a part of a portion of scripture that actually begins in the previous chapter. I want to back up to John chapter 13. John chapter 13, I'm going to read verse 31 through 38. Therefore, when he was gone out, Jesus said, now is the son of man glorified. And God is glorified in him. If God be glorified in him, God shall also glorify him in himself and shall straightway glorify him. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. You shall seek me, and as I said unto the Jews, whither I go, ye cannot come. So now I say to you, 
a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. And I tell you what, our society needs that today. By this shall all men know that you're my disciples, if you have love one to another. Amen to that. Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, whither goest thou? In other words, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered him, Whither I go, thou canst not follow me now, but thou shalt follow me afterwards. Peter said unto him, Lord, why cannot I follow thee now? I will lay down my life for thy sake. Jesus answered him, Wilt thou lay down thy life for my sake? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, The cock shall not crow, till thou hast denied me thrice. Let not your heart be troubled. So to kind of give you the context of what is being said in John chapter 14, John chapter 13 is the feast of the Passover. Jesus is meeting with his disciples before he is to go away from them and be crucified. John 13 and 1, the Bible says, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. And supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he was come from God and went to God, he riseth from supper and laid aside his garment and took a towel and girded himself. And of course, he goes on to wash the disciples' feet. And then he goes on to reveal unto them that one of them is going to betray him. And then he tells them, you know, Judas is going to betray me. And then he reveals to Peter that you're going to deny me three times. He tells them he's going to go away from them and leave them. And that Judas is going to betray him and that Peter's going to deny him three times. I can feel and I can sense in reading those verses the anxiety and fear that overtook the disciples. And when Jesus is speaking these words to his disciples, and of course we find it recorded in Scripture because it's also for us, the disciples were overcome with fear and anxiety. They had a fear of the unknown. They didn't fully understand everything that was going on. They had a fear of the unknown. They had a fear of what Jesus was talking about. They had a fear of the future. They didn't know what was going to happen next. What did Jesus mean that Judas was going to betray him? What did he mean by the fact that he said he was going to leave them? And where he's going, they can't follow. And he tells Peter that you're going to deny me three times. Just the fear, the doubt, the, just the confusion that just overcame the disciples. And, you know, there's a lot of people now, the church in today's culture, that we find ourselves in that same way. He said in John 14 and verse 1, let not your heart be troubled. And I looked up the word troubled in that verse and there. It's a loaded word. It's got a loaded meaning. The word troubled in that verse means to be agitated. It means to be troubled. It means to, to cause inward commotion. 
to take away calmness of mind, to disquiet, to be restless, to strike one's spirit with fear and dread, to be anxious or distressed or perplexed. That's the frame of mind the disciples were in. But you know what? Not only them, I want to apply that to today. We find that in today's culture with everything going on, you know, politically, socially, economically, everything that's going on in our culture today. There's a lot of agitation. There's a lot of inward commotion. There's a lot of trouble. A lot of people have lost their calmness of mind. A lot of people are, are restless. They're, they've been stricken with fear and dread. They're full of anxiety. They're, they're distressed. They're perplexed because of everything that's going on in today's culture. And you know what? I've been guilty of that myself. Inward turmoil. And that's, that's what he's saying. That's what that word basically means. Jesus, right after he gets done in John 13, telling them all the things that he told them, he gives them comfort in John 14. He says, let not your heart be troubled. In verse 27, he says, let not your heart be troubled, and neither let it be afraid. I thought about Psalm 42 in verse 5. It says, why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. And that word disquieted in that verse, it means to murmur, to growl, to roar, to cry, to mourn, to rage. It, it indicates inner turmoil, to be deeply troubled, to be disquieted within yourself. It's like, if we could open up the window of your soul, if we could peer into your innermost being, we would see pretty much like a hurricane. I'm talking the wind and the war the wind and the waves are raging. And I'm talking about there's just an inner turmoil, there's an inner storm that's just brewing across the waters of your soul. There's turmoil, there's chaos. You're deeply troubled. You're deeply anxious. That's exactly what these words are talking about. And that's the shape that many people find themselves in today. I want to read to you from Matthew chapter 6. And I hope that you'll, that you'll just hang with me. Matthew chapter 6 verse 25. Again, these are the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. 
Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. That's Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Now notice there's one for repeats over and over and over and over. Now if you're a student of the scriptures, I want to offer you this tip. Whenever you're studying the scriptures, it's important to look for what repeat. Because if a, if a certain word or a phrase repeats, you find it over and over again, it means that there's an emphasis. Something's being emphasized that I read to you. Jesus is saying, don't worry. That phrase, take no thought. He says in verse 25, take no thought for your life. He says it in verse 27, which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature of 28? Why take ye thought for raiment? And he says it over and over, verse 31, no thought saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Verse 34, take therefore no thought for tomorrow. That phrase, take no thought, just simply means do not be anxious. Do not be troubled with cares. Don't don't be worried. Don't be anxious. Jesus is saying, do not worry. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has its own trouble. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. We worry about tomorrow. We're worried about a year from now, five years from now, ten years from now. We're worried about what the future holds. But Jesus is saying, look, take no thought for tomorrow. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to drink. Don't worry about the clothes you're going to wear. Don't worry about all the basic necessities of life. Jesus is saying, look, if God Almighty cares about the birds of the air, then how much more valuable are you? He said in verse 26, Behold, the fowls of the air, they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? There's an old song, an old hymn that says, His eyes on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. I love that song. If God Almighty cares about the lilies of the field, if God clothes just the, the lilies of the field, what we walk by those and we don't even give those any mind. We walk by you know, we we walk on the lilies. We walk on the blades of grass. But you know what? God Almighty cares for his creation. He cares for the lilies. He cares for every single bird, every single fowl of the air. God cares about them. And if God cares about them, Jesus said, how much more valuable are you? Are you not much better than they? If God will so clothe the grass of the field, if God will feed the little bird, if his eye is on the sparrow, then I know he watches me, and I know he watches you. 
take no thought. Don't worry. Don't be full of anxiety. Don't be full of trouble. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. And the verse before that says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Look, if we will humble ourselves before God, I'm talking about get low. I'm talking about, and that word humble indicates to be low, to lower yourself. If we'll humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, he'll exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. That ought to be helpful to you. That ought to encourage you. Don't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. Don't worry about, and I know it's, it's natural to worry. It's human nature to worry. It's human nature to look at everything that's going on. And you know, I'm, I'm the world's worst. I mean, I, I admit it. I'm just as guilty as anybody else of being worried and looking at everything that's going on and being filled with trouble. Just inner turmoil. I'm telling you, my heart has broke for everything that's going on today. But you know what? When I go to the scriptures, I find more reasons not to be worried than I, than I find to actually be worried. Take no thought for tomorrow. I want to give you just a few thoughts and then I'll... I will end this episode. The very first thought I want to give you is found in the first four verses of this chapter. Jesus says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whither I go, you know, and the way you know. The very first reason I want to give you to let not your heart be troubled is the fact that Jesus Christ is coming again. You know, we get so caught up in everything that's going on in our society today. And we get full of worry. We get full of anxiety. And we want to worry about the here and now. You know, we want to get wrapped up in, you know, this political party, that political party. We want to, we want to, you know, fight for this kingdom down here. Hey, I got news for you. This world's not my home. And if you're a child of God, this world is not your home. The Lord Jesus Christ is coming again. And one of these days, we're going to leave this world behind. 1 Thessalonians 4, 13. Paul says, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, 
Even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. And that word prevent means to proceed. We're not. For the Lord himself shall descend heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. And I want to do that today. I want to comfort you with these words. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. The dead in Christ shall rise first. Look, we're getting out of here one day. And I know there's a lot of different ideas. There's different beliefs about the rapture. Look, I want to tell you this. This world is not our home. And one of these days, we are getting out of here. The Lord himself, Jesus told us back here in John chapter 14, Jesus said, I will come again. Look, that's a promise that we need to be holding on to as a church, is that one of these days we're going somewhere to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. We're getting out of this world. All the former things are going to be passed away. All of this turmoil and all this chaos is going to be passed away one day. God himself is going to wipe away every tear from every eye, every tear that you've ever cried. One of these days, we're going to cry our very last tear. One of these days, all pain and all sorrow is all going to be done away with. And we're going to be with the Lord Jesus Christ for all of eternity. That should give us hope and that should give us encouragement. Look, church, we don't, we're not without hope. Paul said that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. Look, this lost world has no hope. But you know what? The church has hope. The elect of God has hope. We need to walk through this valley that we're in right now. Walk through it with hope. Psalm 42, verse 5, Hope thou in God. Our expectation is from God. Psalm 121, I will lift up mine eyes under the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. You know what? We have a hope. We have a hope in the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is coming again. Jesus said, I will come again. That's a promise. And anything that Jesus says, anything that Jesus promises, you can take it to the bank. It is an absolute promise from God. He will come again. And then the second reason we ought not to let our hearts be troubled is that even though the Lord is coming again, and even though we are going to be in heaven with him, while we walk through this world, we have a comforter. In verse 15 through 18, Jesus says, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. 
that word comforter in verse 16 is the Greek word parakletos, the paraclete. And that just simply means one who comes alongside. And I tell you what, if you're going through a storm, if you're going through a valley, you're going through a trouble right now, I want you to take comfort in this. That word comforter is one who comes along your side to give you help, to give you aid, to give you strength to carry on another mile. He's talking about the Holy Spirit of God. In verse 18, he says, I will not leave you comfortless. That word comfortless, it means it means as an orphan. I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm not going to abandon you as a, a, a mother or a father would abandon their child. He says, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to come to you. Jesus is saying, look, even though I am going back to the Father, I'm, you're not going to be alone. And you see, put that in today's context. The Lord Jesus Christ is still in heaven, and we're still down here on earth. But while we're down here on earth, he hasn't left us alone. We have the comfort of the Holy Spirit of God. And there's a whole, I could give you a whole list of scriptural references. Romans chapter 8 is one of them. The spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. You know, he makes intercession for us according to the will of God with groanings which cannot be uttered. You know, we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. He's with us every step of the way. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. When you're going through a storm, when you're going through a trouble, and while we're going through the situation we're going through in this country right now, Jesus has not left us alone. We are not comfortless. We have the comfort, the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. I want you to, I want you to be encouraged by that. Be helped and be encouraged by the fact that we have somebody with us that will walk with us through what we're going through in America. Oftentimes we act like there's no hope. We act like all hope is gone. And you know what? I've been guilty of it myself. But you know what? We're not comfortless. We have the Holy Spirit with us to come alongside of us and to help us and to give us the strength that we need to endure. And then the third reason I want to give you is in verse 27. Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So we've been promised of the return of the Lord Jesus Christ in the future. We've been promised of the presence of the Holy Spirit of God in the here and now, the comforter. But in verse 27, Jesus said, peace I leave with you. He says, I am going to give you peace. And you know what? I believe every single one of us, myself included, if there's ever a time we need peace, it's now. And I want to say this, there is no peace apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. You're not going to find it in a political party. 
You're not going to find it in a political candidate. You're not going to find it in politics. You're not going to find it by writing. You're not going to find it by toppling statues. The peace that Jesus is talking about is the, is the peace that only he can give. It's only the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're listening to me and you're not saved, I want you to hear this. The only way you're going to have true peace is if you bow at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to say this to the anxious church in America today. We can run around, we can walk about, wringing our hands and panicking and worrying and taking up arms and doing all the things that I've seen. Or we can start being the church and putting our hope and our faith and our trust in the head of the church, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the only one that will give you peace. So I want to leave you with that encouragement. And I hope that you found help. I hope that you'll go back over these scriptures that I read today. And I hope that you'll find help and encouragement from the scriptures. God bless each and every one of you. And I want to say how much I appreciate those of you that tune in and listen every single week, every single, every single episode. I want to thank you for listening. And I hope that you'll join me next time on the Overcomer Podcast. God bless you. This has been the Overcomer Podcast, the podcast that reminds you if you're in Christ, you are an overcomer. Join me every other Friday for all new episodes of the Overcomer Podcast. God bless you. Until next time.